Hey everyone, how's it going? You're listening to another episode of the Wild Voices Project podcast with me, Matt Williams. And today I've decided to do something a little different. Today is Sunday the 6th of May 2018 and every year the first Sunday in May is International Dawn Chorus Day. Now I'm not 100% certain Looking on the internet, there seems to be a bit of confusion about whether or not this year's Dawn Chorus Day is today or whether it's tomorrow, because tomorrow is also a bank holiday Monday. But it doesn't really matter too much either way. The episode that you're about to hear is a walk that I went on this morning, quite early this morning, to go and listen to the amazing symphony of birdsong that you hear at this time of year and that symphony really does reach a crescendo at the end of April or the beginning of May but it lasts for a couple of months or so from early April through to the end of May and you can go out not necessarily super early but at any time in the morning or dusk is the other good time and listen to the variety of birdsong coming from birds that are trying to compete for territories and attract mates as well. And even if you don't, uh, you don't manage to recognise a single species of bird, there's something amazing about getting out into your local park, just into your garden, or out into the countryside, and hearing one of the best spectacles that our countryside has to offer. So, that's what I tried to give you a flavour of in this episode. It's not designed to be an exhaustive guide to how to identify different bits of birdsong. As you can hear, I do try and describe some of them. And I do suggest that I might splice in clips or samples of birdsong into the episode. What I've actually decided to do is to put links in the show notes that accompany this episode to so you can click on those links and go and have a listen to proper recordings of the birds that I'm talking about, some of the most common birds that you might hear if you go out and you listen to the dawn chorus, which you can which you can do. So follow those links if you want to get a little bit more information. I think that's pretty much all there is to say, uh, other than that the Wild Voices Project podcast is, of course, part of an international project called Wild Voices Media, which brings together emerging conservationists with aspiring storytellers. And you can find out more about the Wild Voices Project podcast at wildvoicesproject.org or follow us on Twitter at wildvoicesproj. And you can find out more about the global community at wild-voices.org. And if you've got a second to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher, that would be fantastic. And if you've got a minute or so to leave us a review, then that would be amazing as well. I think that's everything. So let's dive straight in to this incredible episode, A Chorus of Birdsong. Good morning everyone and welcome to the Wild Voices Project. It is Sunday the 7th of May 2018, which makes it International Dawn Chorus Day. 
the day when we celebrate the cacophony of bird song that explodes at this time of year, at least in the northern hemisphere, as birds defend their territories and try to attract mates for the breeding season. It's 19 minutes past five in the morning. Uh, it's a little bit chilly, but it feels like it's going to be an extremely warm day. The sky is completely clear. I can still see the half moon. Uh, and it was really hot yesterday, so I'm expecting fairly similar weather again today. I'm standing just at the entrance to the Worcestershire Wildlife Trust's Nap and Paper Mill Nature Reserve, uh, which lies just on the boundary between Worcestershire and Herefordshire. It's a little woodland reserve with a brook that runs through it, and I thought I'd just do a quick episode today to guide you through some of the birds which I can hear singing on this beautiful morning uh, as the sun slowly begins to rise it's light but the sun hasn't risen yet and I'm just stopping in my first stop which is next to the little brook uh, the bridge the road bridge that goes over the brook at the very entrance to the reserve and what can I hear in this location well I can hear a chiff chaff which is a small pale brown olive colored uh, warbler Many of these birds, like the chiffchaff, spend the winter in Africa somewhere, uh, in lots of different bits of Africa, depending on the particular species of bird, and then travel back to the UK for the spring. And the chiffchaff has a song that's fairly recognisable because it's where it gets its name, and it goes chiff, chiff, chaff, chiff, chaff, chaff, chiff, chiff, chaff, chaff. And then in the background I can also hear the repetitive call of the song thrush. The song thrush is identifiable because it does one note and it repeats that three or four times and then it moves on to the next one and then it does that three or four times and then it moves on to the next one and so on and the song thrush is one of the first birds to start singing and it's fairly persistent and keeps singing most of the morning. I'll stop again in a minute, but I'll just leave this recording for a moment to give you a flavour of the background. Oh! And in the very distance... I'm not quite sure if the mic will pick that up, but in the very distance, a male cuckoo has just started calling and that's really amazing um it gets more and more difficult every year to hear cuckoos singing and that's because they're a species which is declining as are many of these birds which migrate from africa and that brings me back many fond memories of when i was growing up and my grandfather who lives near here used to walk on the malvern hills and uh in the springtime if he'd heard a cuckoo on the hills he'd always come back and tell me about it so <laughs> that male is singing away really nicely. Ah, that's really nice. And uh that's good because in the same spot yesterday when I got out of the car I didn't hear the same thing, so it's nice to hear that there's a there's a male cuckoo in the area. Right, I'm gonna walk onto the reserve and uh I'll stop again in a minute.
Right. Well, I've barely moved, but I thought I'd just pause again briefly because what I can now hear, which is actually pretty amazing, and I've not heard that many times before in my life, is the first cuckoo that I just told you about singing. And then... So that one's off to my right somewhere. And I'm just standing on the... uh, standing on the bridge over the brook now and then off to my left uh, on the nature reserve a second male cuckoo singing back answering him almost in and they're singing to each other almost at the same time and they're doing that to say this is my territory no this is my territory and to uh, kind of signal to each other that they're there Well, you might not be able to pick that up, but um, the they're both still singing, and in the background, you might be able to hear the babbling of the uh, the babbling of the beautiful brook. And I've just noticed something really weird. There's a house over there with a huge, huge garden, um, a beautiful little house that sits next to this nature reserve, and they've got one of those automatic robotic lawnmowers, which I can see doing. Uh, lengths up and down the garden mowing the lawn at 20 past five in the morning on its own (laughs) which must be a very lonely job for a robot at this time of morning right now onto the reserve I'm just standing beneath uh, beneath a beautiful male blackbird that's singing. The reason that I'm whispering a little bit is because I'm standing right next to the nature reserve warden's cottage where I know that people live and are probably still asleep at this time in the morning. Uh, behind the male blackbirds, there's kind of the little chip-chip-chips of some blue tits and this is probably not going to be picked up by the microphone, but I can also hear the very, very high-pitched sort of uh, repetitive call of a gold crest. I'll try and um, find a sample which I can splice into this recording. Um, there's lots. There's there's lots of kind of trees and undergrowth around me, and there's lots of birds moving around. There's a I can see a chiffchaff or a or a willow warbler. Two birds which look very similar but sound very different, kind of darting around the foliage, catching insects. And there's lots and lots of tits moving around as well. Um, I'm going to head a bit deeper into the reserve. And there, of course, is the cuckoo again.
just uh, paused again, again having barely moved, because what I'm standing to here is a male black cap singing from the depths of a depths of a bush, which is what they often do. They sing from from fairly deep in the scrub. Um, black caps are uh, again a little sort of brown greyish bird. You might get them in your garden sometimes. Coming to bird feeders, particularly as we now get a few which stay stay over the. Uh, stay during the winter in the UK. Um, the male has a black cap on its head, and the female has a sort of earthy reddish orange cap on its head. And the male's song is best described as a very scratchy first half, followed by a very fluty second half. And I just recorded a few seconds of one singing a couple of times there, but I'll, it wasn't the best demonstration. Perhaps this male black cap is feeling a bit lacklustre this morning. Perhaps it's had a long journey to get back to the UK. Maybe it just hasn't quite woken up yet, but I'll try and splice in a sample of that as well um, in order to in order to give you a demonstration of it. Right, well I've just walked down the hill and I'm standing in the incredibly beautiful orchard uh, which is at the start of this nature reserve. You maybe just heard me pause there for a moment beneath a black cap. Let me try and describe what I can hear right now. Obviously I'm not going to be able to pick out every single species for you and even if I describe them, um, my descriptions probably aren't going to hit the mark for you. What I will try and do is throw in some throw in some more samples if I can find the audio files to do that I'll check when I get back home and um, hopefully make it really clear what I mean when I'm describing the different songs and calls of the birds but around me right now I can hear a chiff chaff again going chiff chaff chiff chiff chaff chaff chiff 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 chaff chaff chiff chiff There's a great tick going, teacher, 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 teacher. There's another black cap, a male black cap, doing its uh, scratchy first half and then its much more fluty second half. I paused a moment ago and 
stood beneath another male blackbird singing rather beautifully. There's a wood pigeon cooing away, which I think is often underrated because we hear it so much, but when it's part of the dawn chorus is actually quite a beautiful element of it. And there's another black cap, uh, sorry, black bird singing right here. And a minute ago, I can't hear it right now, but there was another song thrush doing one note several times, switching to a different note, doing that several times, and so on and so forth. And I think one of the most amazing elements of the dawn chorus is that it gets you out into beautiful places. I'm standing here, I've not seen another person yet this morning except for passing one car on the back lanes. Uh, it's it's light, as I said, but the sun hasn't risen. I'm surrounded by surrounded by beautiful. I'm gonna say apple trees. Yeah, they are apple trees with amazing pink blossom on them. And at ground level, it's just a carpet of the amazing white flowers of the ransoms, the wild garlic which is in bloom at this time of year, and it's just incredible right now to be standing here listening to all these birds vying for territory, vying for mates, ahead of the hectic kind of frenzy of the short few weeks of the breeding season that they've got to make the most of the best weather, to raise one, two, or in some cases three broods of chicks the next generation, many of which will then immediately make the return journey with their parents to the countries where they will spend the winter, mostly on the African continent. So it's incredible to think about the connection that the Dawn Chorus highlights between the UK and the countries where these birds spend the winter, and it's also incredible to think about what it means for these birds ahead of a really tough period for them. It's a beautiful spectacle for us to witness, but it's also an incredibly important stage in these birds' yearly cycle. Just had a song thrush fly out from one tree straight in front of me across into another. Just gonna walk a bit further into the orchard, a bit close to the brook. And of course, there are, there are a few things to say as well about the Dawn Chorus. You don't have to do this on International Dawn Chorus Day. From about, I'm going to say sort of early April onwards through to mid to late May. If you go out in the morning, and again, it doesn't have to be at 20 past 5. It can be a bit later than that. Then you will hear birds singing and it may not be quite the variety of birds, some may not have started yet or some may have stopped singing for the year uh, that that you get on International Dawn Chorus Day around this time at the very start of May, this is probably the high watermark of birdsong but you will hear birds singing and you don't have to go out into the depths of the countryside like me either if you're in a town or a city, your local park your garden 
just a patch of woodland near you will have a huge variety of birds. Um, I'm always rather astonished when I stand just outside the front of my house in a small village that's on the outskirts of a fairly large town that's in fairly urbanised Worcestershire and from the front garden I can hear things like yellowhammers, skylarks, lesser whitethroats all just standing on the drive first thing in the morning. One of the things that I would recommend if you want to get to know the birds is to go out with someone who knows what they're listening to. That's the way that I learned. I went on a few birdsong walks with with very knowledgeable guides. And of course what they're able to do is they're able to really take the time with you and say, you hear that? That's that bird. And they're able to correct your mistakes in a kind way and to answer all of your questions. And there's no stupid question and even I still get confused a lot of the time. Even even the best people uh, still get confused sometimes. There are birds like the black cap and the garden warbler, which sound very, very similar. And every spring when they return, I've forgotten my kind of muscle memories, forgotten the difference a little bit. And it's really hard to refresh that. Or birds like the reed warbler and the sedge warbler, which you get in reed bed habitats, which again, sound quite similar. Uh, and it's quite easy to get confused. So there's no stupid questions. Everyone makes mistakes, even the experts. And there are lots of events that you can go along to, particularly at this time of year, the National Trust, the Wildlife Trusts, the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds, and lots of other organisations as well run birdsong and dawn chorus walks, not just on International Dawn Chorus Day like today, but on other days throughout the spring period too. the bird that I'm just recording there calling from a pile of kind of dead branches that have obviously been chopped off in part of some uh, conservation work on the reserve that's a wren and it, for such a tiny bird, small tiny brown bird with a pointy up tail it has such a loud and strident call, it's a bird with serious attitude, it's got quite a long song 
are made up of lots of different bits and it has a really obvious trill of R's in the middle there. Um, it's about the only thing that I can hear besides the noise of the uh, kind of waterfall at the moment. So let me just try and capture it one more time to make sure that you really hear it. quite typically of wrens, whenever you say that, they then don't sing again. Uh, I'll try and find another one in a little bit and just make sure we really get that. But I'm just going to head a bit further into the nature reserve and off to my left, the sun is just slowly starting to rise behind the woodland through the trees and it's absolutely stunning. There we go. Another wren, just a few metres away, singing quite obviously. And just over there, to my left, where the sun is rising, the cuckoo still singing away, quite obviously. And that's really nice. I didn't hear that yesterday morning, as I said, uh, when I was out in the same place so it's amazing to hear that cuckoo this morning that's really brought a smile to my face So I've just come to the beautiful meadow at the top of the reserve and it's a lot later in the morning now. It's, uh, it's about half eight, which is because I spent a while sitting down by the stream. Um, this meadow is up on the hillside a little bit, so it's now basked in glorious morning sunshine. The long grass is still coated in dew and there's the odd scattering of bluebells in amongst the grass which is just absolutely gorgeous i was just uh recording there f- a few moments ago for you another black cap another male black cap singing beautifully from the middle of a holly bush uh with that scratchy start and that slightly flutier second half and it is a bit later in the morning so it's a bit quieter now but nonetheless there are still a lot of birds singing so as well as that black cap I can hear a very, very high-pitched goldcrest somewhere deep in the woods. There's a robin singing somewhere from a hawthorn bush. I can hear another wood pigeon. There's a wren doing a sort of tack-tack alarm call, different to the song, 
that we heard earlier. In the very distance, I can hear a male chaffinch. You might just there have heard the sort of laughing call of a green woodpecker off in the distance, which is called the yaffle, the yaffle of the green woodpecker. And you may also just there have heard another male song thrush. You can hear him in the background there doing again that series of a note which he repeats and then switches to another note and then repeats that and so on and so forth. And I can see actually just there a couple of song thrushes flying across the far side of the field. So it's been a beautiful morning. Um, Like so many mornings at this time of the year, it's just incredible to get out early before there are too many people around and really connect with the natural world. And birdsong is one of the most incredible ways to do that. As I said at the beginning, I think it reminds us of the incredible journey that a lot of these birds, not all of them, but a lot of them have made. It reminds us of the incredible intensity of effort that's going on all around us as we go about our busy lives, that birds are also putting in so much effort at this time of year to finding a mate, finding a territory, building a nest, breeding, raising chicks and helping them to fledge. And it can also remind us of the struggles that some of these birds face as well. So there are many birds, like the cuckoo, which I can in fact hear again. I haven't heard him for a couple of hours, but I can just hear one off in the distance now that I've come up to this hillside. Or like the turtle dove, for example. We haven't heard one this morning. In fact, they're they're pretty much gone from this part of England. Um, But you can find them further over in the east. Birds that were once very common across our countryside, cuckoos were once thought, well, were recorded as having been extremely widespread, and now it's much, much harder to come across them. These birds are facing a number of complex issues, including agricultural intensification in this country and the decline of food sources, but also complex factors to do with the shooting, the persecution that they face as they migrate en route, and also problems on their wintering grounds that might be linked, we think, to climate change. The turtle dove, for example, has declined by some odd 95 97% or something like that. It is the fastest declining breeding bird in this country. So I think what the dawn chorus really helps us to connect with is the decline of some of the birds that are all around us but it's also a great opportunity to get out into the natural world and reconnect with the wildlife that's all around you. So I hope you've enjoyed this slightly different episode from normal, and I'll be back very soon with plenty more of the normal interviews. And in the meantime, happy listening, whether it's to the podcast or to the birds that are singing at this time of year. just walking back through the reserve to the car and I just wanted to add one final thing, one crucial thing, which I realised that I forgot. 
uh, which is that it's getting on for nine o'clock in the morning. I'm a bit wet, to say the least, because I did some wading into the stream to get some nice landscape photographs. I'm slightly cold, despite the uh, despite the rising sun. And after any good morning out, listening for birdsong or listening to the dawn chorus, it's time to go back home and get a very hearty and wholesome breakfast. So that's the one key element that I realised I forgot to add as I was recording earlier, is that you must furnish yourself with snacks or make sure that you're going back somewhere for an extremely satisfying breakfast and cup of tea or coffee afterwards. Right, that really is all for this episode. And until next time, happy wildlifing. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation and you can find more of them at wildvoicesproject.org on Twitter at wildvoicesproj or by subscribing to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks very much and until next time.